Before we dive into this series of CT Turf podcast episodes uh, revolving around a tournament week, um, Mike and I wanted to record a little bit of a disclaimer episode because what we have come to realize is that during the week of a golf tournament, you're having lots of conversations, you're doing lots of work, you're sleeping a l- very little, um, and you tend to forget what you talked about, who you talked about it with. And um, so we wanted to record this disclaimer um, warning episode to tell you some of the topics that are discussed in here may have been discussed in a previous episode. So you may get some, <laughs> you may hear some information twice. Right. And uh, when we talk about things, I can't remember when we talked about it sometimes or if we've talked about it before. So we're trying to be as clear as possible and provide interesting and useful information as much as possible, hopefully without too much duplication. Hey, was it you I was talking, telling about the, uh, the thing? (laughs) All right, back for another edition of the CT Turf podcast. Once again, I'm here with my good friend, Dr. Michael Woods. Hello, Chris. It is great to be here in the greater Augusta metropolitan area. And this is a rather large city. Um, I'm, I'm always surprised at the geograph- geographic size of this place. I have not looked up the size of Augusta. Do you know off the top of your head the population of Augusta or the metro area? No, I don't. But uh, my guess would be that it's the second largest city in Georgia. Okay, that would make sense. But I may be wrong, so um, no more quizzing about non-turf things. Let's get right to it. Okay, yeah, we got it. We definitely this is this is a one hundred percent. I mean, it is called the CT Turf Podcast, so there's no room on this podcast for anything but turf. It's turf, turf, and nothing but turf. And one of the most important things with turf is nitrogen. Um, I think over the years, as I've uh, grown longer in my superintendent golf course superintendent tooth. I have found that I think um, nitrogen is probably the most important thing to the way we manage and and, um, maintain our playing surfaces. Um, Maybe that's not a surprise to people. Maybe maybe other people feel it is a bit of a surprise. Maybe they think something, you know, other things are more important. But I I really think the amount of nitrogen, how we apply nitrogen, the type of nitrogen is 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 really important. Um, And in the past, for, for many years as a superintendent, I really sort of just winged it. I was, I would apply an amount of nitrogen that I thought was enough. Um, I would look at the turf, then I would decide how much I wanted to apply next time. But it was always just sort of based on this idea that I could kind of determine that. And in some cases, it was we did pretty well, and sometimes we got too lean. Um, I don't think we really grew too much grass, but but um, you know I think there's a better way. And over the last few years, I have been using growth potential to determine the amount of nitrogen I apply every time I do make an application. And that's worked out really well. It gives it gives me a nice number, and we're not going to get into the details of how we calculate that. I think that's maybe a, a story for another time. Um, but, but what it has done, I think, is it's maybe at times caused me to apply a little bit of, a little bit too much nitrogen. And this is something, Micah, you and I have talked about in the past. We kind of maintain a cadence of discussion about this sort of thing during the course of our golf season, but we've been talking about it this week as well. Yeah, it's, it's something that 
I think is really important because I like to use the growth potential for planning how much to apply, but I always assume that people will check how the grass is actually growing and will then adjust that planned amount by some correction factor, but I've never formally explained how to actually go about doing it. And I realize that a lot of people are having this problem of realizing that the amount that they're putting out could be a little bit too much at times, and they're not systematically making these adjustments. And Jason Haynes came up with the growth ratio, which I think is a really good uh, innovation because it adjusts the expected clipping volume, the expected above ground growth by the seasonal effect, the temperature effect. So it's saying when it's very cold, it's when it's too cold for the grass to grow, you don't expect the grass to grow a lot, so you wouldn't expect it to use a lot of nitrogen. And when the grass is close to a temperature that's optimum for growth, the growth potential will be high, but also the growth ratio, um, well, the denominator of the growth ratio would be high because that's the expected amount of growth that you would have. Then the, the numerator of the growth ratio, because this is a ratio, the numerator is the actual growth that you have. Mm -hmm. And he's got a spreadsheet on his website that you can look at that, um, that will calculate this for you. I've got a couple blog posts about it. And I wrote a report for you about a week ago, Chris, where I analyzed your clipping volume data last year in the context of what the temperatures were last year. And I suggested <coughs> that here's what your growth ratio was last year. And here's how I would have adjusted the fertilizer mm -hmm. applications. And I recommended this year to do that. So what that's doing is saying, here's the predicted nitrogen supply based on growth potential, which is based on the seasonal curve of expected growth. Mm -hmm. But then we don't actually apply that much. That's the planned amount to apply. Right. But and so just to interject, that is how I was doing it before. I was applying based on that curve, essentially. Mm -hmm. And in which what we found out and what we discovered is at times of high growth potential, um, when we were making applications in a fairly tight window um, because of timing these applications for PGR, which is a completely different discussion that we're not going to really link to this, but I think does have some relevance. Um, the amount of nitrogen we were putting out with each application was proved to be too much. And we discovered that the way that we found that out was by realizing that I, the surfaces were getting a little bit what I would like to call scuffy. Um, you know, if somebody dragged their shoe over it, um, we were getting a lot of kind of, you know, grass standing up a little bit. So um, that was when you and I had a discussion and this kind of, you started to say, mm, there might be a better way to do this. So that, that this is really kind of the, this is, this is the better way. Well, we're going to find we're gonna out, find out if it's we're going to find way. out if it's a better way. But what it does is you, you've got the planned amount that you're going to apply and then you look at what your growth ratio is, mm -hmm. which is saying, let's look backwards over the last week. You can calculate the growth ratio over a time period that you decide. I think it might make sense to do this over a two-week time period, mm -hmm. uh, or I've done it in the past over a 30-day time period. So you're looking at how much the grass grew over the past 30 days, or over the past 14 days, or over the past seven days, or over the past five days, whatever time you choose you look at how much it's growing compared to how much you want it to grow and compared to how much you expect it should be growing over that time. Mm -hmm. 
and then you can adjust the nitrogen rate in proportion to that. So what happens is if the grass is growing faster than expected and faster than you want it to, the nitrogen supply goes down in this next application. Right. And it, it's still at the d discretion of the golf course superintendent, but this will give you now an updated recommendation that's based on what's actually happening with the grass at your site. And if the grass is not growing enough and it's not growing as much as expected, then the recommendation will be adjusted systematically to be higher than mm -hmm. it otherwise would be. Mm -hmm. And again, now it's it's also going to be left to the discretion of the superintendent whether they want to to apply exactly that amount or adjust it a little bit. But I think this makes a lot more sense than just following a plan and collecting clipping volume data, but then not using that clipping yeah. volume data in real time. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, we both get asked a lot of questions about clipping volume. I, I know I take many questions from colleagues um, and I think that one of the questions I get most often is something along the lines of, well, what do you do with that? What, how does it help you make a decision? And to be honest, I've never had a real good answer other than that. It gives me an idea of how much the grass is growing and I make some adjustments and that might be PGR adjustments. It might be mowing adjustments. It might be nitrogen adjustments, but now this is going to be kind of a, it's not going to be, excuse me, it's not going to be kind of a formula. It's going to be a formula in which, uh, you know, a very simple mathematical calculation is made and it gives us a number to apply. And you're right. I may make some decisions and say, that's not the amount I want to apply. I'd like to apply less. Say we have a tournament and I want the grass to grow a little bit slower. I can turn that number down a little bit, but then on the back end of that, now I will have data that says the grass is maybe growing a little bit slower and the next application, then that number maybe comes up a little bit to kind of get us back to where we we might want to be. Yeah. And, That's the way I see it, at least. And I think there's been one person in the world who's been doing this for a couple of years now and that's jason haynes and he's been raving about how much control that gives him over the turf and the the um yeah he just feels like over the past couple of years the turf conditions have been really predictable the growth rate has been really predictable based on this type of adjustment to the nitrogen supply and after i've thought about it and thought about it and made some calculations I realize this is a wonderful way to formalize what I've always wanted people to do, mm -hmm. what I've always assumed I would do if I was actually managing grass. What I've assumed other people were doing when they're managing grass is adjusting the nitrogen rate at each application based on, uh, well, either adjusting the rate or adjusting the timing of the applications based on how much the grass is actually growing. Sure. and. But I haven't ever really been able to explain it well. Mm -hmm. And it, even for me, I was using a lot of feel there. And now now we still have to use our feel, but now we've got an equation mm -hmm. that can um, just make this predictive adjustment. So mm -hmm. I, I quite like it. It's simple, and uh, I have a high confidence that it's going to work really well for you this year. Well, I'm excited, and um, you know, it's I guess it's one of those things that we always strive for as superintendents, and it's continuous improvement. So we had a really great year last year. The grass was really good. It grew pretty much the way we wanted it to, but now we're going to add this little element, and we're going to see if we can make it even better, which 
you know, is, is really what I think all of us in this business really want to try to be doing. Um, we should take a moment to mention, mention, you mentioned Jason, and I think this is now public information. I just read an article about it, it. So I guess it is. Um, so Jason, who both Mike and I know, and hopefully many of the people uh, listening also know, Jason has just been um, named the uh, Lynx superintendent. What is the title? I, you read the article, so. I think I, he's the golf course superintendent of the Lynx. Of Cabot Links, okay, in, in Nova Scotia. In Nova Scotia, so making a big move from uh, the west, co- very west coast of Canada, uh, to the very east coast of Canada. So, big congratulations to Jason on that move. That's really exciting. Um, who I think you know, for somebody who who Mike and I certainly respect as a wonderful uh, golf course superintendent, you know, now I think getting a little bit of uh, recognition of his skill by moving to, you know, what is, I think, a world top 100 golf course, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's a, that's an exciting opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited <clears throat> to see what Jason can do there. And I'm excited to learn from him about growing fine fescue, which is a grass that uh, uh, I don't have a huge amount of data with. Yeah, so. it will be, it'll be fun to watch him, um, should we say, figure that out. So I think he'll be very good at it. Yeah, it's it's always a challenge, but it's an exciting one. And yeah, it, it will be fun to watch. So hopefully he'll continue sharing on his blog about what he learns. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Well, uh, I think that's it for this episode. You know, we've I will put some notes in the uh, show notes, as they call it, uh, in in with this episode. So you can link that will link to some of the things we've talked about so you can get a little better visual on, on some of these things. And um, yeah, until next time. Um, Thanks for listening.